0: You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Live Stream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops.
1: Now back to riffing with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: You remember? Mm. Coach, that ain't Jimmy Smith, but you know who that is, right? No. That's like- yes, sir. Hey. <laughs> <That's>, that <is. laughs> We're old school. No hesitation, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you walking across the campus of Brown University with that going on in the boom box.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the boom box. That was back then. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
3: So, Coach Brown, speaking of Brown University, there was a certain offensive coordinator that was there at the same time. we got a lot of Nebraska football fans who are probably listening here tonight, and they're probably wanting to know what would be your description of Coach Mark Whipple. <laughs> well, Mark was a maverick.
1: I, I, that's the term that I, that I would use for him. I played four years with Mark, and I coached a year with him, too, uh, after we uh, finished playing. We both went our ways for a few years, and then I came back when I first got into coaching, and he was there a year. He was then gone, and then I was uh, I was uh, there for another three years. But Mark is a uh, – he was a scrappy, feisty uh, maverick. I mean, he refused – he had a refusal-to-lose mindset, Um and he uh he was extremely competitive very very bright if you really look at his um history in coaching mm-hmm. i mean he's been a coordinator for a lot of uh uh many teams quarterback coach he's been in the nfl he's been a head coach at fcs and fbs he's won a national championship as a fcs coach he had a remarkable coaching career. He's led a uh, he led Ben Rothenberg and the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. as their quarterback coach <laughs> to the 2007 Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, he, he's a he's a very qualified, established coach. I think the thing that I really remember about him as a player was his scrappiness and his desire to win. But I will say he is a he's not a he's not a uh, one of those guys that. Um, you know, you can box in real easy. I mean, he Mm -hmm. is going to have opinions. He's going to be aggressive. Uh, He's feisty. So, great competitor. And uh, it's fun to see him after all these years. It's been a long time since we associated, really. The last time we really spent time together uh, was 1983. That was the the final year coaching together. So, it's been a while. But it's fun to to see him every day. Mm
3: -hmm. So, with that also, then... With him bringing his offense, have you had to learn, like, a whole new offense in, all new terminology and concepts and everything like that? Or is there stuff that's familiar to offenses in the past that you've worked with? Or how is that going for you?
1: Yeah, people, you know, it's funny because football is pretty much the same across the board for the most part. It's just a lot of new names, new names, new terminology, and you know just a little semantics of how things are done so yeah there's always a new new learning piece but uh so far so good you know and uh he uh he knows what what he wants to do and uh that's a big part of it i think is being able to implement things um and being decisive about things even though you know you still you, everybody's still learning about everybody i mean we have a lot of new players, you know, mm-hmm. through transfers and recruits and, and variety of things. So there's a lot of things that have got to get worked out. Thank God for spring football, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming up right around the corner here. Right. But I think we're moving at a pretty good pace here,
2: Coach. I got two questions for you. Actually, just this one is, I think, is in particular that shows the the culture um, and the camaraderie that was established under Coach Osborne. You know, I remember Florida State offered you had leave to become their receivers coach and you had numerous other offers you know both pro and collegiate as well why did you
1: stay hmm. yeah you know I, i've when i when i came here you know I, I was and this is very important to me i mean first and foremost i'm a follower of jesus christ mm-hmm. and uh, my career cannot become the most important thing hmm. you know i'm really kind of a I felt like I'm a missionary disguised as a football coach, <laughs> and 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 you know I don't I don't make any apologies about it. There's a lot of people that have a problem with that, but to me, the Bible makes it very clear: Christ has to be first. Mm-hmm. My faith is first, and if it's not, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Um, because look, I, I have the privilege of coaching football to represent and glorify Jesus Christ. So, that being said, every time there was an opportunity to go somewhere else, I really went to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. I went to my wife and and really wanted to hear her views on things. We almost always ended up on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be one of those guys, that, you know, they told me when I first came here, hey, uh the the the, the network out there they were saying to me, "Well, you're a young gun. You you got a chance to be good and blah blah blah. You can you got to keep moving. Every 3 years you got to move here, you got to move there." They were kind of setting the tone uh for my career. But it wasn't about career. It was about ministry. It was about an opportunity to set up shop here in the state of Nebraska, and the platform of football became a an outreach across the state of Nebraska for people to uh, hear about who Jesus Christ was, to build a, a, a just kind of network of, of uh, opportunities to um, reach out to the state for really lots of positive things. I, I had camps for kids across the state. So when these positions came open every year, it seemed like there was a new one. Uh, as I prayed it through and thought it through, I just felt along the way that the Lord was calling me to stay because I was so invested in the fabric of the state, uh, with, with so many people in a variety of different ministries and uh communities across across this great state. So uh, I love the state of Nebraska and I couldn't wait to get back here when I had enough to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. um this is this is just how I am led to think about these kinds of things and even in career.
2: You know, Coach. That leads me into the next question, and that you know, your your faith, you know, in Christ, and your, your your walk was always something that was very and still is very important to you, and you influenced a lot of guys just by the way you carried yourself. You never beat us over the head with it. we were always there for us if we needed us. I mean, here we are. You know, in my life, you know, thirty plus years later, and I can always call or text you there for me. And I don't just speak for myself, but numerous other guys too. You committed to something. You committed to stay. You committed to, uh, to, uh, you remember, you had the ICANN camps for years. You know, you didn't take the transfer portal that was going on in coaching for all those years. As I segue into this last question, coach, we got about, what, two and a half minutes. If you could answer this today's social media world, coach, is, is a lot different than we were there. You know, a lot different. Social media, NIL money, transfer portals. How much more is that more difficult to recruit now compared to what you would think it was prior to then? Because a lot of folks, like you said, they don't know the Nebraska's more fabric and the the, the the relationship and the ministry and calling you had here. How do you recruit a kid to stay here or to come here
1: now with all those other factors? It's definitely more difficult, Ad. But you know, I'm a I'm a believer in this. If you have the right foundation, you can always make right decisions. Unfortunately, foundations have really been shattered. Mm -hmm. The family foundation has been shattered. The foundation of Christ in the schools has been shattered. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, social media has made people, I mean, or or given an opportunity for many people to be vicious and Mm -hmm. malicious In comparative, you know, people are making comparisons all the time, which is a killer. Mm. Constantly comparing ourselves with this, that, and the other, and just trivial vanity. So, anyhow, the long story short of that ad is that, in spite of all that, we still have the book that never changes—the Word of God, the Bible—and that's been, you know, my my heart for people to know. And I just want to use sports to help promote uh, our life with Christ and the Bible.
3: Coach Brown, we really appreciate you joining us here tonight. Um, I thank you. You know, while AD was in the hospital, you were one of the first people that went up to visit him. I mean, that meant, meant a ton to me. Just shows the person you are, and we really appreciate it. having you on tonight. And we just want to thank everyone for joining joining us again on Riffing with Raf and AD. Have a great week, and we will talk to you all soon. Coach, I love you to appreciate yeah. you, man. Love you too, man. Thanks Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks, Thanks Coach. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan.